Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I am so excited you are here. In today's session, do you sometimes struggle with sitting meditation or doing mindfulness while you sit? Are you sometimes wondering what's the point of doing mindfulness anyway? Today we talk about how does mindfulness affect your brain and is sitting the only way that we can build mindfulness? Let's walk. What a glorious day to be out and moving. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we integrate three things. We integrate movement in the form of walking. And of course, not everyone is able to walk for various reasons. So we, we move as we can or we move as we are able. But we integrate three things. Movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. So right now we just start by walking or moving as we are able, feeling our feet on the ground, standing tall. We follow a BIG structure of we make our bed and we do mindfulness of belly and body, which is what we're doing now. So we do that for four or five minutes. We hear the birds. We feel grateful for being able to move. That's the B part. Then we turn to either an idea of the day or we focus on strengthening identity. Today we will do an idea of the day, which is mindfulness and the brain. And then we move to one of the two G's, which is gratitude or goals. So walking right now and just paying attention to your feet on the ground. And feeling your belly rise and belly fall. Just paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. That's what mindfulness is. It's just paying attention to whatever it is that we are intending to focus on. And when our mind wanders, just notice that. Let it be whatever thought or fantasy, rumination or worry has taken us off, just note it, let it be, and continue focusing back on our belly or body and walking. Why do we do the last 8% morning? Because we want to set the tone for our day, prepare for the day. We also want to build emotional intelligence to help us deal with our more challenging moments, our challenging situations, what we call last 8% situations. Those situations that are a little bit more difficult than what we normally face in the course of a day or a week or a month. 
or in COVID-19's case, maybe a lifetime. So we're just now paying attention. We're doing the be mindfulness of body and belly. Just feeling our feet on the ground. Move now to our hands. What are you noticing your hands in terms of sensations? Again, the key part is we're not trying to calm our hands or feet or body by doing mindfulness. That's a myth. That might be an outcome. But our goal is to use this practice to build awareness so we can be in wiser relationship to the challenging situations and conversations and decisions that we find ourselves in. So just walking, feel your head and neck for a moment. Just check into whatever sensations are present in your head and neck. Again, not trying to push anything away, but just being curious. A big part of mindfulness is being curious. Just checking to see what does it feel like. In future sessions, you will see that this attitude of curiosity is so very powerful in helping us manage things like anxiety or strong emotions or pressure when we need to perform under pressure, when we need to be having a difficult last 8% conversation or make a challenging decision if we can be in wiser relationship to whatever it is we're experiencing, it means there's a better chance we will perform closer to our potential. We won't be perfect, but we'll f- perform closer to our potential. So now moving from mindfulness of body and belly to mindfulness of listening. So we're going to continue to walk, look around right now, Be grateful as you're moving, as you are able. And now, why would we practice mindfulness in terms of thinking about what it can do for our brain? Because there's many reasons why we want to practice mindfulness. And that's part of what we're going to learn in this podcast. But for now, how does it affect our brain? There's a number of ways it affects our brain. And it helps to understand that the emotional part of our brain called the amygdala, which is Greek for almond. And it looks like a little almond. In my training, I've dissected the brain, and you can see this little almond-shaped structure. There's two of them, actually. But this amygdala does many things, but it's part of the emotional reactions that we have. Now, there is, as you'll learn in this podcast growing research to show that fear and some of the emotions we experience affect many parts of our brain. But the majority place is still our amygdala. And so 
It's in our amygdala where we ask the question, am I okay? You know, am I going to get eaten or will I eat it? And so this amygdala is pretty darn important because the more emotional reactions we have, the bigger this amygdala can grow, literally. And so what we also know is that the prefrontal cortex, which is an area that can, it's our executive function area, can tamp down our some of the strong emotions that come from the amygdala. We know that this part of our brain can act as a brake. You could say the amygdala is the accelerator and the prefrontal cortex is the brake. This is a very simplified way of thinking about it for the record. And again, we're going to get more into how we make emotions further in the podcast. But for now, what we do know is that every time you practice mindfulness, over time, it has some huge effects. And some of the research is new and it's going to change as we go. But we know that the prefrontal cortex grows in size and strength by the more we do mindfulness, which means that when we're in a last 8% situation, we can calm our amygdala down a little bit more easily. We know from research that the amygdala for people who practice on a regular basis decreases in size, which is incredible. We also know that when the brain is left to its own devices, when we are not engaged in a kind of focused activity, our brain can go to what, what's known as the DMN, which is the default mode network. And that's in the posterior part of our brain, the posterior cingulate area of our brain. And there's three activities that happen in the DMN. So it's when we're kind of, it's almost like when we're daydreaming, when we're not working, when we're not focused on anything in particular, the DMN turns on. And there's three areas of thought that come out of the DMN. One is ruminating about the past, about something that happened, where we think about it, think about it, think about it. Another is worry about a future event. Could be planning, but could also be worry about a future event. And then finally, the third is social comparison. And so why am I mentioning the DMN? Well, when we practice mindfulness, the DMN calms down. It becomes diminished in activity. So we practice mindfulness. The prefrontal cortex grows and can act more as a break on the emotional part of our brain, our amygdala. The amygdala diminishes in size over time. That's why we want to do this every day. That's why it should become a habit, a morning routine, a morning habit. And finally, it diminishes activity where we get engaged in social comparison or worries about the future or ruminations about the past. It allows us to be more in the moment. This is why we practice mindfulness. And what's interesting is that some people think, oh, the goal of mindfulness is to, is to stay focused on the breath or the belly or body or whatever it is we're intending to pay attention to. And I want to tell you categorically that's not the case. Mindfulness is not a, what we'd call a concentration practice. 
we're not trying to stay focused, or at least we, we attempt to stay focused, but if we don't stay focused, if we can't stay on whatever it is we're trying to pay attention to, that doesn't mean we're failing at being mindful. In fact, what is going on is we're trying to pay attention to our belly and body, but our mind wanders. In that moment, a circuit manifests. And the circuit goes like this. I'm paying attention. My mind wanders. I notice my mind wandering. I come back to what I'm trying to pay attention to. We call that a moment of mindfulness. And it's actually this exact moment when our brain, when some of the neural pathways get set down. So instead of being upset that we're not staying focused and, you know, gosh, we should be doing better, instead have gratitude and say, oh my goodness, my mind wandered, I noticed it, I brought it back, I'm now paying attention again. That's a moment of mindfulness. I just grew my brain. I just built a neural pathway. I just built the prefrontal cortex, which is going to help calm down or break the amygdala. I just diminished the amygdala in size. I just diminished the posterior cingulate part of my brain, which is involved in the DMN, the default mode network. So maybe I won't be as engaged in social comparison or rumination or worry. This is why we practice mindfulness. It's like going to the gym for our brain. And just more and more research is coming out all the time about how mindfulness as a practice is benefiting us. It is such an exciting time. So that is our idea of the day. So we're walking, we're paying attention. It's okay if our mind wanders. That's a moment of mindfulness when we notice it and bring it back. So now we move to our goals. That's part of our BIG structure. And we ask ourselves, okay, what do we want to focus on today? What are three goals If mindfulness and emotional intelligence is all about how we show up, our goals are, okay, what do we want to get done? So think to yourself, what three things do you want to get done today that really matter? We can often let things that don't matter get in the way of things that do matter. So what really matters for you? Could be a project, could be a relationship that you need to have a conversation with someone to build What is it for you? Come up with the three things you want to focus on for the day. Wonderful. At the last 8% Morning Podcast, we are committed to helping you be more present, build your brain, build your emotional intelligence, set the tone for the day. Please, If you're enjoying this, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Share it. You can also join our Facebook group, The Last 8% Project, where there's a whole bunch of great resources. On top of that, my business partner and I, Bill Benjamin, we do a Facebook Live event at 1230 Eastern Time on Tuesdays, where we'll talk about some of the ideas from the podcast, answer questions. Please join us. We want to create a movement where we can help people show up at their best in their more difficult situations. 
so we can feel proud about being the best that we can be and having the impact we want to have. Have a wonderful day.